I'm not pulling in my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time to drive the drive to work at home edition. Okay, so today's topic I got uh, online. Someone on Twitter suggested this for me. Um, so I'm going to talk about cards, 22 cards in Magic that all have the name of an expansion of, of, or of a set, I should say. Um, so I'm going to walk through, talk about how these cards got made, and then talk about um, some of these were named after sets. Some of them had sets named after them. Some of them had nothing to do with the set. Um, so all sorts of things has happened. So we're going to walk through those stories today. Uh, and I'm going to go chronologically of when the cards came out. Um, so very first set, a uh, very first card is Visions. Uh, so this is from the original from Legends, uh, way back in 1994. Cause one white mana, it's a sorcery. Uh, actually, let me, let me read you the actual Legends version. Uh, you may look at the top five cards of any library. You may then choose to shuffle that library. Um, and so, and the flavor was visions of glory, spare my aching sight, ye unborn ages, crown not on my soul. Thomas Gray, the bard. So um, basically, so Visions, it was a random do-nothing card in Legends. Um, one of the things about Legends design is the team that made it, this was very early in Magic, and they had a lot of cards that sort of like sounded like weird effects, you know, and um, Legends sort of has this reputation of like there's some really powerful effects and there's lots of like, eh. Um, Visions was one of the more eh effects. Um, but anyway, when we were naming, um, so Mirage, there was a Mirage block. When you were naming the second card on the Mirage block, uh, Visions was, that's what it ended up being called. Um, but I remember at the time, uh, I think I actually brought up, I said, you know, there's a card called Visions. Is that a problem? Uh, and the answer was, ah, there's a lot of magic cards. You know, we can't not name things after magic cards. You know, magic set names are a lot more restrictive. So no, you know what? We're, we're not going to draw the line. Um, you know, so, although the interesting thing is, uh, in Mirage, so before Visions came out, um, there was a card that you guys would know as Shimmer. Two blue, blue enchantment. When you play Shimmer, choose a land type. All lands of the chosen type gain phasing. That was originally called Mirage. And we decided that we, at the time, didn't want to have a card in the set with the same name as the set. So we, we changed it to Shimmer. Um... So, when we got to this set, we're like, you know, I said, okay, well, we just said we didn't want to have Mirage and Mirage. Is it okay to have Visions? There's a card called Visions? And, yeah, we said, okay, look, there's going to be a lot of magic cards. Sets are restrictive. Okay. So, we said, fine. Fine. Cards and sets can have names. That's Visions made that call. Okay. So, the next card is from Ice Age. It's called Cold Snap. Two and a white enchantment. Cune of Upkeep 2. Uh, what that means is... Uh, on, on your first turn, you have to pay two or it goes away, then four or it goes away, then six, then eight. It keeps going up by two. Uh, during each player's upkeep, Cold Snap deals one damage to that player for each snow-covered land he or she controls. Who knows from whence the winter comes? Okay, so the story behind Cold Snap. So this, um, in Ice Age, um, they were just trying to make a card that punished people for having snow-covered land, but they didn't want to cover too much. You can tell this is early. It's white doing damage, which is a little quirky. Um, but, uh, and the cube of upkeep was like, well, we don't want to punish too much. Um, but it does one damage for each snow-covered land. So the idea is, if you're playing all snow-covered lands, uh, this could be 
something. Now, the problem, what ended up happening in Ice Age was there was too much negatives toward the toward the ice-covered lands and not enough positive. So there was a little bit of play, but not much. It just there was too much negative, too much disadvantage to doing it. Um, interesting. So when we were making the set Cold Snap, we decided that we wanted to name it after uh, something that was in the Ice Age block. Uh, we would use the same technique in a second when we got to the time trial block. Um, so anyway, we w- basically we looked through all of Ice Age. I think we looked through Alliances as well, but we kind of wanted it to be from Ice Age. Uh, and the name we liked best was Cold Snap. Now you'll notice the actual name of the expansion uh, is not two words. Uh, it is all one word, but the card uh, is two words. Uh, I brought that up at the time, and you're like, well, we like it better as one word, and that's fine. It's still reminiscent. Uh, I think we like we like Cold Snap because it was um, reminiscent of Ice Age, the idea of cold. It it, it was a card that referenced a card in the set, so that's how that came about. Okay, the next card is in Homelands. It's Prophecy. Uh, One white mana sorcery. Reveal the top card of target opponent's library to all players. If it is a land, gain one life. That opponent then shuffles his or her library. Draw a card at the beginning of the next turn's upkeep. Um... Yeah, this was one of those quirky cards where it just was like kind of a minimal effect. Um, now, this is one of the early cantrips um, where uh, when cantrips first got introduced, they got delayed by a turn. We call slow trips. Um, so this homelands was right after Ice Age. So we hadn't yet we hadn't yet come to the conclusion that we just draw a card right away. But the, the idea is this essentially was a cantrip, although a slow trip. Um, and it didn't give much. It just sort of. Uh, let you get a land if you got lucky or gain a life. Or actually, you don't even gain a life. Um, yeah, you didn't, you didn't get the land. You just you got a life if you hit a land. I don't know. It was, it was a very minor effect. The one interesting trivia thing is about Prophecy of the Card was uh, – uh, this is a fine trivia question. Which was, name the card that has the reflection of a legendary creature in the same set. Uh, an Ishan Shade. It's an eyeball. The, the card is an eyeball, and you see Ishan Shade in it. Uh, and in the story – I think there's a prophecy about Ishan Shade. Anyway, um, so this is another example where, uh, oh, well, okay. So this is the first time. Visions and Cold Snap. Well, Visions uh, didn't exist yet, happened later. Cold Snap didn't ha- happen later. Prophecy, I guess. Okay, never mind. The same thing. We named Prophecy. It just had its own name. It, it fit in the flavor there. And then years later, we were trying to name a set, and we liked the name Prophecy. Like, well, there's a card called Prophecy. Like, oh, whatever. That's fine. Okay, next up, we get to Tempest. Uh, so the card is Apocalypse. Uh, two red, 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 sorcery. Remove all permanents from the game. Discard your hand. There's a future in which I can see only mist in a single shadow. Oracle and Vec. Um, So Apocalypse was us trying to make a, uh, a board wiper that was red. Something that had been done a few times, but actually not a lot back then. Um, the interesting thing about this one is... This removes enchantments, which really red's not supposed to do. I mean, it blows up everything. Um, I think at the time we're like, well, okay, red can't really destroy enchantments, but what if it just blows up everything? Uh, but nowadays, I, I think we would leave the enchantments. We wouldn't blow up the enchantments. Um, but anyway, I, I guess the idea here is like you, you, it's all, it's all for broke, right? You have to destroy everything and discard your hand. Um, anyway. I, I don't think this card saw a teeny tiny bit of play, but anyway, so Apocalypse is another set. So we we we're still at sets that the card came before the set. So Apocalypse would be in um, the invasion block, 
it was the third set that had an enemy theme. And uh, once again, I, I think at this point, we're just like, okay, we can name sets after card names and not worry about it. Okay, next up is in Stronghold, Torment. Torment's one and a black, Enchant Creature. Enchanted Creature gets minus three, minus O. Oh. Volreth has killed me. All that remains in me is the Scar, Tongarth. Oh, the flavor of this was a cool card. So the, this is part of the Weatherlight story. Um, Volrath is really good at torturing people. Uh, and so uh, Tongarth gets captured. And so the way he tortures Tongarth is he scars him because uh, Tongarth is so vain about how he looks. And anyway, that, this card is all about that. Uh, this is a pretty simple card. Just um, I'm not sure whether this is the first time we did minus N minus O as an enchantment. Uh, the idea we liked a lot about it was, well, I'm... I'm weakening you, but I'm not, I'm not, um, killing you. You know, I'm just, I'm just lowering your power. So the idea that, uh, of a negative aura that sort of affects the creature, but doesn't kill the creature. So, uh, okay. So torment again, will come later. Torment's the, uh, uh, second card, third card, the third set. Yeah. The second set, sorry, in the, um, Odyssey block. Um, so we are still on, Cards that later they become set names. Uh, next up is Onslaught. Onslaught is from um, Exodus. So Onslaught is uh, one red mana enchantment. Whenever you successfully cast a creature spell, tap target creature. You can tell this is from early on. This is uh, um, so Tempest is like ninety eight because red does not really is not supposed to be tapping creatures. I think we 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 did a lot of experimenting in the early days of trying to like. Oh, what if, like, red, for example, has panic effects. So the idea that red could keep a creature from blocking is something that it can do. So, I mean, I get what we were going at. Tapping target creature is not that different than it can't block. Um, although you can cast instants on uh, your opponent's turn to tap attacking creatures. That's a little different. Um, also, it's another good example where we try to separate colors. Like, the idea that red makes target creatures not be able to block it, where white taps them. Or blue, you know, blue taps or untaps them. Like they're similar, but they're different, so they feel a little bit different. Um, anyway, onslaught. Uh, this is this was the second set of the. Oh, I'm sorry, the first set of the onslaught block. So, um, is this the first large set? Yes. So onslaught is the first time uh, that we had a card that would later go on to be a large set. Visions and a cold snap was small. Visions, cold snap, prophecy, apocalypse, torment, all small sets. Onslaught was a large set. Okay, next we get to Time Spiral, which is in Urza Saga. So Time Spiral is four blue-blue sorcery. Remove Time Spiral from the game. Each player shuffles his or her graveyard and hand into his or her library, then draw seven cards. You untap up to six lands. So this is what we call the free mechanic, something I designed in Urza Saga. Um, at the time, uh, I think Bill decided that we shouldn't do cantrips every set, that, like, cantrips more exciting if we rotated them. Same we did with Multicolor. We had this philosophy early on that, like, part of making things exciting is just don't do them for a while. And we have found that certain things do work like that, but certain things that are just general functional things don't. Cantrips, Multicolor, that's kind of functional. Every set should have access to them. We shouldn't, like, hold back. But anyway, we couldn't make uh, cantrips. So the free mechanic was me turning cantrips on their ear. So what a cantrip is, is an effect that's small in which you pay mana, but you don't lose the card, right? That um, you, draw the, you draw to replace the card. So it's like, okay, I'm paying mana, I'm losing my mana, but I'm not losing the card. 
So the idea of the free mechanic was, what if we flip that on its ear? What if we have effects where you get the mana back, but you don't get the card back? Uh, but the idea behind the free mechanic is, well, I can't cast it till I'm able to cast it. So I actually have to spend mana, but then it untaps the mana. Uh, the free mechanic might be one of the most broken things mechanically that I've made. Um, the problem essentially is that the untapping is very valuable and if you're on, it just says untap lands. It doesn't specify like basic land or anything. So if the lands you untap tap for more than one mana, which is something we used to do in the early days, so we don't really do much anymore. Um, it allows you to go up in mana. So I can cast a spell, a free spell. And not only did I not pay for that spell sort of, but I went up in mana. Uh, and especially with something like Talarian Academy that could tap for a lot of mana. Uh, it just did kind of crazy things. And the weird thing about the free mechanic is it's hard to balance because there's a lot of free spells that if they cost one more, they might be more powerful, not less. So Time Spiral was created... I mean, I made the free mechanic, but the card itself, I think, was made by William Jockish. So when I first started at Wizards, there were four people that were full-time on Magic. It was me, Bill Rose, Mike Elliott, uh, and William Jockish. Uh, Henry Stern would join us maybe a year or so later. Um, anyway, I believe it was William's suggestion that we do Time Twister, uh, t free Time Twister. Surprise, surprise, this went on to be a very powerful spell. I mean, the free mechanic was broken, but this particular effect was especially good. Because, you know, what you want after you Time Spiral? Mana to cast all the spells you just got. So it was very, very efficient. Um, okay, so this is the first set, I'm sorry, the first named card where, well, not true. I guess Cold Snap we named it after an Ice Age card, but this is the second time, where when we were making the the set Time Spiral, we thought it would be fun for that block, since it had a nostalgia theme, to name all three sets after an existing card. Uh, so Time Spiral was our choice. Uh, the set was all about the past and manipulating time. And so anyway, Time Spiral just felt like a cool name. Next, Morning Tide. So Morning Tide showed up in Torment. Um... Okay, so uh, source, one in a white, sorcery. Remove all cards and all graveyards from the game. Uh, the spirits of the righteous shall rise into the night. Even Driftwalkers will fly like Avon. Major Tarot. Okay, so Morning Tide. In, uh, Odyssey block was a block all about the graveyard. So one of the things you do in a set where you're playing in a certain theme is make sure you give some answers. So uh, black, white, and green all have some ability to remove cards from graveyards. Uh, and so this was just uh, a pretty sweeping one. Two mana, remove all cards in all graveyards. Um, and then uh, Morning Tide was the second set in the Lorwyn block. Um, I think we ended up calling it Morning Tide because we liked Morning Tide and Evening Tide um, so that like, they could parallel each other between the two mini blocks. Um, but anyway, that is that card. Next up is Planar Chaos. Two in a red, enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, flip a coin. If you lose the flip, sacrifice Planar Chaos. When a player plays a spell, that player flips a coin. If he or she loses the flip, counter that spell. Uh, so Planar Chaos was in Judgment, um, which is in the Odyssey block, third set in the Odyssey block. And it's just a weird card. It's just a quirky card. Um, it definitely is something that, uh, you know... Um, I think sometimes we make cards that are kind of like red is the color of chaos, and so we like um, we like doing stuff that uh, just feels chaotic. I, I, that's what that card is. It's just like who knows what's going to happen, and we want you know crazy things to go on. So um, anyway, I think that's cool. I realize I skipped a card. By the way, I'm going to go back. 
I skipped conspiracy. Uh, conspiracy was in Mercadian masks. Um, so conspiracy says three black black enchantment. As conspiracy comes into play, choose a creature type. Creatures you control and creature cards in your graveyard hand and library are the chosen type. Uh, so it's a typal thing. Uh, it's weird. That, I, I mean, I think we literally put it in black because we liked the name Conspiracy, which felt like a black card. The ability really should be in blue and not in we, And we later remade this in blue, I believe. I think we did. At least we've tried to if we haven't actually made it. Um, but uh, it just fit the name. There was a lot of flavors of Conspiracy. I think they were trying to capture the flavor of... There was in the Mercati Mass story, there's a Conspiracy going on. And they, I think they felt that this card was a good thing for that. So that's how it ended up in black. It's kind of quirky. Um, uh, so this ended up to be a supplemental set. There's Conspiracy and Conspiracy Take the Crown. Um, that's all about... Uh, it's a multiplayer draft set that also in- manipulates the draft. There's cards uh, called Conspiracies that manipulate the draft. Um, and this is another example where the card preexisted the name of the card. Okay, next up is... Uh, oh, sorry. I, uh, I jumped off Planar Chaos. I didn't explain Planar Chaos. Planar Chaos, when we were trying to name the three sets, we liked the first set being Time Spiral. The second set was all about, you know, things being different and weird. So we liked the name Planar Chaos. And the third set, it was Future Sight. So Future Sight's my next card. Two blue, 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 uh, Mercadian Masks. Um, so it's play with the top card of your library revealed. You may play the top card of your library as, as though in your hand. Uh, I, I did an article about this where I in one of my uh, recent articles talking about upcoming sets, uh, or talking about sets that just came out. Uh, I think this is the first card where you look at the top of your library and you play stuff off the top of your library. Um, uh, basically, this is from the Onslaught block. Um, uh, so, oh, the flavor text of this card is, my past holds only pain and loss. I will conquer it by creating the perfect future. Ixidor, reality sculptor. So, Ix, uh Ixodor was the bad guy of the story. Uh, Kamal was a good guy. Uh, and he could sort of shape reality, so we were sort of playing in that space. Um, the art is interesting in that it shows different points in his life, so he's remembering things. Um, anyway, my, my main memory with Future Sight was when it came out, there used to be a Scry magazine, was a magazine put out, um, and they would pick the worst card of each set. And they picked Future Sight as the worst card of the set. And I remember at the time going, look, this is a dangerous, crazy card. I, I made this card. And I, I'm like, maybe this card isn't broken, but maybe it is. Like, you're going to pick this as the worst card in the set? I, I couldn't believe they picked it. And then years later, we banned it. So a poor, poor choice for worst card in the set. Um, anyway, uh, Future Sight, we knew that the, the first set was about the past. And there's no name that said the past. We liked, we liked Time Spiral. Second set was about sort of alternate reality. We liked Player Chaos. The third set was about the future. So we're like, hey, we have a card that, like, we we went to look for cards we thought were evocative. And Future Sight seemed, seemed cool. So we used that. Okay, next up is March of the Machines. Now, this is technically, technically, the set is March of the Machine, not March of the Machines. Uh, so I'll draw the little caveat that this is not exactly the name. It's very close. So uh, this card is from Mirrodin. Uh, so it's uh, three and a blue. Each non-creature artifact is an artifact creature with power and toughness, each equal to its converted mana cost. Uh, it's an enchantment. Um, so I'm blinking the name of the card. This card was essentially a green card in early Magic. And it was a fun card. Uh, uh, Fraley's? What's the name of the card? I'm blinking the name of the card. It was a green card in early Magic. Um, and uh, basically, the uh, it's just green is not... Green Green hates artifacts. Like Blue loves artifacts, and green hates artifacts. So green seemed to be the worst color to put this ability in. 
Uh, so basically, when I was making Mirrodin, I'm like, let's fix that. Uh, let's just do, oh, Titania Song, Titania Song. So Titania Song was originally in Antiquities. And I like Titania Song. I made a lot of fun decks with Titania Song, but the color pie guy in me said, look, Titania Song is not the color it's supposed to be in. So March of the Machine was me just color correcting and putting in the correct color what the ability is supposed to be, but it's a fun card. Okay, so the next up, we have Conflux. So Conflux, the first set, that is a card named after a set, in the set that it's named after. So we chickened on Mirage and changed it, but we did not in Conflux. So Conflux is three white, blue, black, red, green for a sorcery. Search your library for a white card, a blue card, a black card, a red card, and a green card. Reveal those cards and put them into your hand, then shuffle your library. After years of world-betting machinations, Bolus's triumph is at hand. Uh, spoilers, it wasn't. Um, so this is in the... Uh, Conflux is the middle set of Shards of Alara. Um, and we just wanted to make, uh, uh, an exciting, oh, so the way it worked was Shards of Alara had a three-color theme, Conflux had a five-color theme, and, um, Alara Reborn was all gold cards and kind of had a two-color theme. Yeah, that's weird. It's, it's a weird thing. That's what we did. Um, so anyway, in a set all about five-color madness, uh, five-color craziness, um, we thought that we should have some five-color cards. And so one of them, uh, we thought this was a really, really cool card. It tutors for five different cards, the five different colors. Um, it shows Bolas casting a spell. Uh, so anyway, we named it Conflex. We got over our whole, let's not name sets the same name as cards. Okay, next up is Hour of Devastation. So uh, this shows up in, in the set Hour of Devastation. So again, we, we finally said, okay, we can just name cards after themselves. Uh, so it's a sorcery. All creatures lose indestructible. End of turn. Hour of Devastation deals five damage to each creature and each non-Bolas Planeswalker. Uh, everything here exists or perishes at my whim, including you, Gatewatch, Nicole Bolas. So basically in the story, the Gatewatch go to stop Nicole Bolas on Amonkhet, and it goes disastrously, and he... I mean, it was the first act of a three-act story, so he defeats him, obviously. Um... It's interesting, we had to lose the indestructible because in the actual story of the Hour of Devastation, he destroys all the gods, which were indestructible. That's why, that's why that line is there, so that it matches the story. And then we put non-Bolas Planeswalker in because Bolas would not destroy Bolas, so we thought that was flavorful. Uh, we, we like putting non-stuff when it, it adds extra flavor. Um, so like Conflex, Hour of Devastation just was in Hour of Devastation. So it was a card named after the set it was in. Okay, next up uh, is in Dominaria. Was Weatherlight... Um, so I think this is the first time, let me, let me go back and look here. We have cards in which, uh, the set, there would later be a set named that. Um, but I think, and there's uh, cards in which the set it's in is named that. Um, but I don't think, I think Weatherlight's the first time we name a card named after an existing set. So, uh, Weatherlight is, uh, costs four mana for a legendary artifact vehicle flying, Whenever Weatherlight deals combat damage to a player, look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a historic card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Artifacts, legendaries, and sagas are historic. Crew, three. And it's a four or five uh, vehicle. Uh, so basically, Weatherlight was the first name, uh, the, it was the first set in which the Weatherlight saga started. It was the third set in the Mirage block. Um, but we actually wanted to, like, we were back in Dominaria, vehicles were a thing, we're like, you know, Weatherlight was a vehicle, but vehicles didn't exist at the time we made the Weatherlight, so we're back in a place, you know, we finally were back in Dominaria, there's another Weatherlight, how do we not make a vehicle out of the Weatherlight? And we talked a little bit about there's a set called Weatherlight, but at this point, we're like, okay, there's seven cards overlap, so we, we just called it Weatherlight. Okay, next up, Mirrodin Besieged. 
Uh, so now we're getting into, this is Modern Horizons. Uh, so now, I think Weatherlight was named Weatherlight, not because there was a set named Weatherlight, just because that was what the card should be called, because it was the Weatherlight. Uh, Mirror to Besieged is us making a card where the name of the card wasn't exist. Like, we're purposely doing this on purpose now. We're making a card that's named after a set on purpose. So Mirror to Besieged, two in a blue enchantment. As Mirror to Besieged enters the battlefield, choose Mirren or Phyrexian. Mirren, when you cast an artifact spell, create a 1 1 colorless mirror artifact creature token. Phyrexian, at the beginning of your end step, draw a card, then discard a card. Then, if there are 15 or more artifact cards in your graveyard, target opponent loses the game. So, this is 100% top down design, so we can call it Mirrored Besieged. Mirrored Besieged was in Scars of Mirrodin. It's the set where the Mirrens fight the Phyrexians, and only one will win. And we didn't tell you that we had two names for the third set. Uh, it was either New Phyrexia or Mirrodin Pure, depending on who won. Phyrexians won, it became New Phyrexia. Um, but this was made in uh, Modern Horizons, literally as just a nod to that. Okay, next up, uh, I will, so this is War of the Spark. Uh, there is no actual card called War of the Spark. This is Heroes of the Realm. Uh, and we got a Heroes of the Realm, uh, R&D or Studio X, for making the War of the Spark set. So we decided to make a War of the Spark. So it's three and a black. It's an Saga. Uh, as the Saga enters and after you draw a step, add a lore counter, sacrifice after three. That's a reminder text for Sagas. Chapter one. Each player may put a Planeswalker or Zombie card from War of the Spark from their hand or graveyard onto the battlefield. So it's literally rough. So because this is uh, Heroes of the Realms, we have some freedom. This is not a printed card. So we could do a lot. We want to make reference to it. So the idea is it's referencing War of the Spark, which is what we're being rewarded for. Uh, we got the thing. Uh, number two, sacrifice any number of creatures and our planeswalkers. Each opponent sacrifices that many creatures and our planeswalkers. A lot of characters died. Number three, exile to one target bolus, pr uh, proliferate three times. Uh, well, the bolus got defeated. So once again, this is not designed to be played. It's designed to be read and sort of, um, it's got a really cool, um, stained glass that shows all the, you know, the characters and on one side are the Eternals, the other side of the, of the planeswalkers. Anyway, it's a really cool card. Um, next, uh, this is from Modern Horizons 2, Urza's Saga, uh, Chapter 1. So this is an enchantment land, so that we could make it Urza's Saga. Uh, chapter 1, Urza's Saga gains tap, add colorless, one colorless. Uh, chapter 2, Urza's Saga gains two and tap, create a zero, zero colorless construct artifact, creature token with this creature gets plus one, plus one for each artifact you control. And Chapter 3, search a library for an artifact card with mana cost zero or one, put in the battlefield, then shuffle. So this card came about, uh, I think Allie made this card, um... Uh, Allie Medwin made this card. Uh, I think she was tickled by the fact that you could make a card called Urza's Saga and its land type could be Urza's Saga. Assuming it's an enchantment and the land, um, Urza's is a land subtype and Saga is an enchantment subtype. Well, clearly it has to be a Saga because it's called Urza's Saga and it's subtype Saga and it needs to be about Urza's. Um, so all these different abilities are referencing different Urza cards, referencing the Urza lands and different what Urza cards do. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful design. It is really quite cool. Um, but anyway, uh, that is Urza Saga. Uh, the next is another Heroes of the Realm card that was celebrating the Secret Lairs. Uh, and it's called the Secret Lair. Legendary Land Lair. Tap Add Colorless. Tap Say the Secret Word. Add one man of any color. Scry one. You gain one life. Um, so this was made um, by the Secret Lair team. Mark Hagen's in charge of the Secret Lairs. Uh, supposedly only Mark Hagen knows the Secret Word. Uh... And Secret Lair itself uh, was named after um, I made a card in Un 
hinged called R&D's Secret Lair. And when we set up uh, in the latest, in our office, in the latest place we set up, uh, we had tables that we could play at. And I put up R&D, like a card called R&D Secret Lair. I put up the card by that area. So everyone referred to it R&D Secret Lair because I put the card up. Uh, so anyway, he got inspired by that and ended up calling the whole project Secret Lair for his project. Okay, three more cards. We're going to finish this up real quick. The Brothers War, uh, which was in uh, The Brothers War, uh, is a saga, three in a red. Uh, it's enchantment. Uh, one, create two tap power, sto- power stone tokens. Two, choose two target players. Until next turn, each creature they control attacks the other chosen player. Each combat a fable. Chapter three, the Brothers War deals X damage to any target and X damage to any other target, where X is the number of artifacts you control. So anyway, we were making a set called The Brothers War. It said makes sense to have a saga called The Brothers War. I think we had uh, a one called The Antiquities War, which is another name for The Brothers War uh, in Dominaria. But we did not use the name The Brothers War, and so this just was a cool place to put it. Uh, the story is pretty red, so we put it in red. Okay, next up, All Will Be One. So All Will Be One was in Phyrexia All Will Be One. So this is not called Phyrexia All Will Be One, but we'll count it. Uh, three red, red enchantment. Whenever you put one or more counters on a permanent or player, all we one deals that much damage to target opponent, creature and opponent control, uh, target opponent, creature and opponent controls, or planeswalker and opponent controls. Oh, to target opponent, creature and opponent controls, or planeswalker and opponent controls. You have three choices. The invasion tree broke through the blind eternities and sent Frexia perfection coursing across the multiverse. Uh, this was the moment where the invasion begins. Uh, it felt only right to call it all will be one, and it was cool in the set, all will be one. Okay, the final card we'll talk about today is Rise of the Eldrazi. That is in Commander Masters. Uh, so just to stay relevant. Um, so Rise of Eldrazi costs nine colorless mana, colorless mana, colorless mana. It's a sorcery. The spell can't be countered. Destroy target permanent. Target player draws four cards. Take an extra turn after this one. Exile Rise of the Eldrazi. And still, the Titans were not sated. So I think what this does is... Uh, the original three Eldrazi Titans, the legendary Eldrazi, each had an ability that uh, couldn't be countered when you cast them. And these are the three abilities together. Um, I'm not sure whether or not the mana cost adds up or anything, um, but it is the three Eldrazi abilities as a card. So, um, yeah, and it, it, it's, fr- it, it's from the, the Rise Eldrazi is the set that the three Eldrazi first showed up in. So that's why it, it's kind of a fun name. Just so you understand, it's now become a game for us to try to make cards that take names of expansions and make them into cards. It, it has become a game... Uh, Mirror to the Siege, uh, The Brothers War, Urza Saga, uh, Rise of the Drazi is us sort of playing in that space. So uh, we will be doing more. Uh, in fact, there are more up and coming. Uh, I've seen some. So uh, it is something we enjoy. It's a little game we like. We will continue to do it. Uh, anyway, I hope this was fun. A little jaunt through, look at uh, random magic cards. I've heard from players they enjoy when I do card-by-card episodes and they they, they like it when I do weird themes, so I thought this was a, was a fun theme that was recommended. So, hope you guys enjoyed it. But anyway, guys, I can see my desk, so we all know what that means. It means this is the end of my drive to work, so instead of talking magic, it's time for me to make it magic. I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.